Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. I've been wearing their demi bra literally every day this week. It is so comfortable and looks great underneath all different styles of clothing. It's available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 different styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. What's up, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners? I'm Becca Kufrin. And I'm Michelle Young. And we are so looking forward to being back with you this week for a double whammy to talk about both of the episodes this week on The Bachelorette and, of course, the ongoing journeys of our girls, Gabby and Rachel. And it is time for fantasy suites, people. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much that has happened during Gabby and Rachel's fantasy suites week that they actually had to split the show up into two different episodes. Yeah, I have to say, I think this was the most wild fantasy sweet week we've seen a lot went down and we are going to get into all of that but before we do that i mean like michelle you remember on your season this is like truly the week that changed everything like it was your first time you are you were alone with your guys and i mean we're, we're really seeing both women's relationships shift with these men i mean i feel like these men are just dropping like flies so there's oh a lot God. There's definitely a lot to dissect with all of that. But in the meantime, first, let's do a little check-in. It's been a week since we've seen each other and and have caught up. So what's going on with you? Hey, I mean, I'm wrapping things up in Minnesota. We have the State Fair. Oh, so I'm going to be so heading jealous. there this week. I know I'm already preparing to have a stomachache for a few days because of how much food I eat. Just pregame but- with Pepto-Bismol. Absolutely. Yep. Pepto- 
<laughs> sponsor Throw me. some Tums in your bag. <laughs> You'll be set. Tell visible, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good brand partner for this month. <laughs> They'll probably um, ship you But some. then just, you know, kind of tying up all my loose ends before I head to LA for the next few months. So Yay! I I'm know. so excited. I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm so excited for you to be out here. I'm also very jealous about you going to the state fair because unless you're a Minnesota local native, like... You, no one can truly understand like the hold that the state fair has on Minnesotans. It's like the yes. biggest thing of the year. Truly, like the most random, cool, crazy, unique culinary experience. So please let me live vicariously through you and Absolutely. take photos of everything. I, I'm you gonna eat. like taste and rank all the new foods and oh. everything. But also, like even not even outside of Minnesota, though, it's like the number. I don't know if it's the number one or the number two state fair in the entire u.s it's the place to be yeah it really is how about you you oh. need to fill us in though oh. you need to fill us in life we have so well we have so much we have to cover today man so I much i wait. mean life's life's the same nothing new but. with me we're still working on the house thomas is still with the mistress um <laughs> working on that house we finally have closet space which is incredible but yeah, we've just been, it's been super hot here in California. I feel like I've never heard people talk about the weather so much being here. So when you move out, like, get ready for Ooh, a heat wave. Leave all really? of the, leave all of your cold weather clothes behind. You will not need them. That's not an issue, but, like, how hot are we talking? I mean, like, San Diego gets hot, obviously, in Southern California. But, like, because we're so coastal, you always get this nice breeze. It's, like, never ungodly right. hot. But, like, it's been like in the 90s these past couple days this weekend like this past weekend was like pushing 100 Ooh, so get right okay. and when you come to california you're going to be more in the valley which is even hotter so wow. just be warned okay but michelle i really want to talk to you about fantasy suites because obviously we're in the midst of that with gabby and rachel but it was not so long ago that you were in their shoes and you had your own mm -hmm. week of fantasy suites and Talk a little bit to our listeners about like kind of where your mindset was both like when you were a contestant on Matt season going into fantasy suites versus when you were the lead because it's like pretty, pretty different. It Yeah, exactly. It is. It is so different. And it's just such an odd experience because when you're going in as a contestant, you're very aware that you are dating or that the lead is dating several people so you know that you're not the only person that's there and so call it an open relationship you know in the real world whatever it's you know labeled as right you are aware that there are others that are involved mm -hmm. and so I think what's really weird to go into it is that just because you know that um and that you chose experience doesn't always make it easier. Now, does it make you kind of put you in a place where you like you kind of have to just accept it if you're going to continue? Absolutely, because that's part of the deal. Um, but like as a contestant side, you know, my fantasy suite, like going into it, my fantasy suite was first. Um, and for me, that was kind of it's it's just tricky because it's like you have your night and you get to a certain point. And then you're like sitting and like twiddling your thumbs for however many days, you know, go on. And it's just like there's time to overthink. But then when you're the last person, then you know that everybody else who, you know, had that fantasy night before you, like you, I don't know. Like I, it's just it's such a weird and odd situation as a contestant. 
when you so when you were so a contestant weird. during Fantasy Suite Week, where like where was your date? Where did you line up? Were you the first, middle, or I was last? the first. You were the yeah. first. Yeah, and our date was like, um, what did we do? We did like this re- really weird like Norwegian spa. So we we're like spreading butter over each other's bodies, mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> grease Yum. balls. You know, so romantic. <laughs> You super know, sexy, super, super. Um, but but yeah, so like I was first, and I will say that, like, and going from hometowns to people don't realize like how much time potentially is in between. Because if you have the very first hometown or two, and not the and not until the last fantasy suite, you, like you could go a week and a half, two weeks without seeing your lead. Um, yeah, like one of the yep. guys on my season went like close to two weeks, and it like I will say kind of affected the outcome of everything. Um, and it's always interesting too because you kind of always like, I mean, you've watched the season now for a little bit, you kind of know mm-hmm. what to expect. And if there's a contestant who's like very much so in their head, I kind of already know like, okay, they're gonna be the second or last fantasy suite. Like they're gonna kind of push it to the limits a bit and like yeah. make them wait it out a bit longer. Um, I remember going into fantasy suites as a contestant that week being so, this is going to sound bad, but like so confident that I was like, it's me. It's a done deal. (laughs) He's going to send the other two girls home. (laughs) I was like such a weird mindset that I was like, I'm on vacation right now. Like, sure. I get to see my, like my boyfriend one night and like have some alone time with him, but I'm just on vacation, just chilling. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. too stressful. Until my ex ex showed up, and that's where like shit really hit the fan. It was like a weird time. Um, but but it but when you're the lead, it truly and we always talk about like how you have to compartmentalize relationships. But that week especially, you have to really compartmentalize because it's the first time you're ever alone, and you can never have certain conversations with these men. And so you really have to put everyone not in a box. Like I don't want to say like in a box, but like keep them separate. You know, yes. yeah, um, I, I fully feel like that, too. I have an interesting question for you about fantasy suites. Give it to me. So, OK, so there's the I, it's not even a social stigma, right? Of like, you know, there's there's physical activities that, you know, that can take place. But also like fantasy suites, it's like you go into it. You're not having a conversation where there's no cameras around. And like so many of those things, it, it's just more fluid. Right. Mm-hmm. Was there a certain topic that you were like, I want to talk about this, if you're comfortable saying, I want to talk about this topic going into like fantasy suites? Because a lot of people choose that time to talk about um, finances, like religion, you know, yeah, things of that sort. Um, I'm not going to give any detail away because I'm not even going to yeah. let people run with it. But for one of my guys, there was, like was yeah. there was one thing that I for sure was like, I need to talk about um, and like just say and get it out there. And, and, and now looking back there, I I would have done things a thousand times differently. Like I always joke about like, you know, if I were to do this again, which I would never, but I'd be like, who did you vote for? What about this? Like, what are your political stances? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about X, Y, Z? Like there's so many more things. Like, I feel like when I went into it, a, it's, like, you're excited, right? Because this is the first time you're alone and it's been two months since you've really been, like, able to get super physical or intimate with somebody, two months plus, like, 
I was just like ready for it, like ready to be alone, ready to like get the cameras away. Like, and it was just like Mm -hmm. so excited. It was so fun. It's like you prop in champagne, you're eating chocolate, you can do whatever you want. That like I went into that mindset where I was like, I just want to have a good time. Right. Like, and now looking back, there's so many more things I wished I would have talked about, which is why then going into paradise, I was like, if I start to like somebody, I'm for sure going to have these conversations. So I can kind of shift the mindset then. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's like you can really use that time to, to your advantage to do whatever you want, whatever. And everyone, and we have talked to multiple leads who have utilized their time vastly differently. Like there are some people who didn't even talk and then there are people who only talk. It's like it's mm-hmm. kind of up to you. Um, yeah. Oh, God, there was one other thing. Oh, this is what I wanted to ask you. Did okay. you go into a fantasy suite with any of your guys or maybe multiple thinking it was going to probably be one way, like thinking it's going to be the best overnight. This is going to be so great for us. And then the next day, not necessarily feeling like that and feeling kind of off, kind of like, I guess, how Rachel and Zach seemed to feel where you were like, oh, I so expected it to turn out a different way. Okay, I expected to go into fantasy suites with coming out of it, feeling like thinking that one of them was going to go really wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, like, just have that, like, this is not the person, you know what I mean? This is not what I wanted to learn from it. Mm-hmm. But then I came out of it, and that didn't happen. So that was more my shocker is the fact that I it almost made it more difficult because of, you know, I was able to get to know everybody as I was, you know, as mm-hmm. I needed to. Mm-hmm. So, but what about for you? Oh, yeah, for both of them. Yeah, I went in to one of them being, like, it's a done deal. I already know who I'm picking this season. It's going to be so great to be alone. And then coming out feeling like a little bit off. And then for another being like, you know, it's like going to be fun, whatever it is, what it is. And then being like, wow, that was so much more than I expected. Right. Like it was very, it was like the Mm -hmm. first time where I like the entire season, I thought it was going to be one way, one person. And that was the week where it finally was like, Oh, I could have been wrong for these past eight or nine weeks whatever week we're in and now I really am down to the wire and only have one week left and what the fuck am I gonna do so that's what I feel like I if there's one thing that I'd want viewers to know it is how fast emotions genuinely change Mm -hmm. and like when we you know you see leads that are saying you know what I mean like that are falling for multiple people but then like aren't you know sure still like continuing it's because it's like you literally have one conversation for 15 minutes or one overnight whatever it is and though your whole world is just like shifted it's so odd and it's such an odd like just experience to explain yeah well but. and that's let's get into rachel and gabby's experiences yes. not that like i, ca- I can't even see, like their, say their experiences because we weren't there but like what we saw yeah because like every time i'm trying to watch both of these women and their interactions i'm trying to like put myself back in that mindset and like put myself in their shoes to like try to you know sift through like what they were maybe thinking and like i kind of have like my ideas of how everything transpired with these men so like let's just start from the beginning first episode fantasy suites let's just call it part one we're in mexico it's lovely we start out with gabby and eric and like we don't even really need to talk about the day portion their night portion was great they seemed to have a good overnight it wasn't really until like he showed up later where things got rocky with eric but 
since the beginning, Eric has been Gabby's front runner. Like mm-hmm. chemistry has been off of the charts. But um, this is like the first time where we start to see Eric really get in his head. Just imagining what she's going to be doing and talking about with these other men. What were your thoughts on like seeing him? I don't even want to say spiral downward because I wouldn't say it's that, but just get in his head so much. I think what's okay. So when I like, when I was watching it from my perspective, this is the first time that he's going through an experience like this. Like there is, there is not a per always like a perfect way to handle it or handle every single situation. And it's like, I think a lot of times we sit and watch and we expect these contestants to not have the emotion. And like, that's not necessarily true. It's just, you have to be able to like acknowledge it and how you control it or how you work past and work through it. And I think by the end of the time they had their conversation where he, where he was vocal and said that, I wanted this to be a positive thing about him just, you know, feeling hurt of like, this is really scary for me, Um, you know, and but him apologizing that it came off, you know, negatively. But also with Gabby's reaction, it seemed like they had spoken about um, a different like depth of things. Mm -hmm. And so it was really hard for me to even like read who was I don't even know if there's someone who's in the right, someone who's in the wrong. Well, it it was a very hard situation for viewers because we didn't get much context. The only thing we're really going off of is, like, they apparently talked about something much more in-depth when they were alone, understandably so, and then he brought it up in some sort of vague way again that we don't have any context, we don't know any details. So I guess, like, only going off of what we know and what we saw... If you were in that situation, like, how would you have reacted? Like, it obviously jolted Gabby a lot to the point where she's like, I need a minute because we've already talked about this. And then it made her feel very uncomfortable. Okay, so, okay, so I'm going to throw a question back to you. When you were watching it, did you become more focused on, like, where both of their feel, like, on their feelings about each other? Or did you become more focused on the fact that the conversation was about having conversations on camera off camera because like that's what I got distracted by um no for me it wasn't necessarily that it was more so well my main takeaway to be honest was more so Gabby's reaction and the word she was choosing to say of like this feels off now this doesn't sit well with me I feel like he's kind of pushing me into a corner like it's a lot of like what I would say like trigger words and maybe yeah. red flags for me as like a viewer or yeah. a friend or just like watching a woman say these things where I'm just now like, listen to your gut. If something feels yeah. off, it probably is. That's where I'm very hesitant. It's more so like her now going through these emotions of like, why are you bringing this up again? I feel backed yeah. into a corner. I feel like you're pressuring me. And Did that you part feel doesn't like sit well he gave me. her an ultimatum? I would, I mean, I don't know enough because I don't know the whole conversation, but from what I saw, I would say no. I don't think he was saying you can't go into these other overnights. And she obviously still was going to explore them. And she, and I think yeah. what, what was a good thing for her since the beginning was like, I want to explore every relationship to the end. Whether we get, get to another overnight or not, let me make that decision on my own. And I think he, understood her enough to know she was going to do that regardless but it was more so like 
I don't I don't even know it, I don't I don't even want to say it was like she need he needed to be validated again. I think it was just like he's struggling, I get it, but like also if you, if it's something you've already talked about and kind of worked it out alone, leave it at that. Like she knows how yeah. much you're struggling. She knows it's hard. She was in your shoes last yeah. season. I think it was That's more true. so like I think the overall situation just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because if he wanted to go into it and, you know, just like see her and hug her and be like, hey, I miss you. I love you. Have a good night. That's one thing. Obviously, that's not what was executed. And so for her to then leave that second conversation feeling off and feeling pressured, that's where I just as a human, I'm like, listen to that. Like yeah. if no, you're feeling that, you're listen saying. to that. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with with what you're saying. Just at the end of the day, it's kind of just her body language and how she was responding to it. But then it did seem like he kind of responded back and adjusted. I, it's just it's such an emotionally high time, too. It's like you go into it where I'm sure he wanted to go and see her and just, you know, feel, feel that. And was like, I, you know, I love you or just all these different feelings. And then it was just like, Bleh. yeah, like it just <laughs> and she had already gone through like you take everything to, in, into consideration. She had already gone through a shitty day like she had to say goodbye. Well, she didn't have to, but she chose to say yeah. goodbye to Johnny early. She's already dealing with that breakup. Now add on this surprise that didn't quite go as planned. It's a lot to tack on in in the same day. It's a lot for her. To, and he didn't know that. So it's mm-hmm. not like I can fault him because he had no idea. That's not on him. But it was just a lot. And I think, you know, like in certain situations, it's better to better to be alone. You know, you don't always have to see somebody yeah. and be like, I love you. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I like think just giving her the space to make her decision. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's her journey. Well, right? and that's exactly what she said. And that's what I have in my notes is at the end of the day, we can have our thoughts and opinions and we can say we would have done something differently. But she even said it. She's like, if I'm going to pick Eric at the end of this, that's my decision. And like, that's on me and just respect that. And I and I appreciate that she said that. And I hope I mean, even for us, like we can take that to heart because, you know, like we don't have to appreciate a situation, but we're not the ones living it anymore. Exactly. So, um, exactly. Okay, let's get into the next couple of fantasy suites. Rachel and Avon went fine. Nothing really stood out to me there. No. But I want to ask you this because I feel like they've always had just like such an easy, chill, you know, happy go lucky relationship. Mm-hmm. But, like, we don't see a ton of them because there's really no conflict, right? Like, there's no drama, so it's not, like, taking up a lot of our showtime. So I want to ask you this because we see how sh- how exuberant Rachel is with some of the other men. How do you think her and Avon's relationship compares to her relationship with Tino and Zach? I feel like it's comfortable. Like, it's just, it's being the bachelorette or or a part of the experience is it's a really uncomfortable journey right a lot of pushing outside your comfort zones and when she's with Avon it just kind of seems comfortable like a reminder very normal but I even noticed in this past episode when they were going on their overnight like day date um she when she was speaking about Avon she said attractive you know but then like personality I want to know like good guy but mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's kind of all we know about him. We don't know too much. Um, again, could be from what we're not seeing. But it it is really, really easy. I just don't know how much depth there is to their relationship. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, that's where I'm 
holding up. There's nothing wrong with it, Mm -hmm. but there's just not depth. It's just not, I would say, as a viewer, it doesn't seem to be on par with how she feels with Tino and how she feels and is with Zach. Right. It's like, you know, like, you know, because if we've watched seasons, you kind of know, like, who for sure the front runners are, like, who yeah. for sure is going to make it to the end. And like, here, I, I can see it so much more clearly of her being with Zach or Tino and not necessarily Avon. There's just so much more passion there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree. would say. I agree. And maybe yeah. that's because he's <laughs> this other guy we're going to talk about. Baron <laughs> Jesse called him very passionate. So let's get into Tino. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh God, I don't even know where to <laughs> begin. Oh, where do we even start? Okay, oh, so we're gonna. Okay. I'm gonna set this up for you. So they go horseback riding through the jungle. Um, bucket list day for Rachel, but she's also really, really in her head about Tino's family not liking her, mm-hmm. and so um, really not liking her. And I okay, I want to stop and ask you, what would you do in that situation? Because you gone through hometowns and you saw that hometown happen. How long do you or how much weight does the family carry? That's a great question, Um, because I think if you're dating somebody in normal life, it holds so much weight because you have more time to explore a relationship individually and explore a relationship with the family before potential engagement. Um, in this scenario, because everything is so sped up and so heightened, it's difficult. But, like, it holds a lot of weight because you don't just marry somebody. You marry their family. And, like, if I'm very family-oriented, like, my mom and sister are my best friends. So that holds a lot of weight to me. And not everyone has that relationship with their family. But for me personally it would mean a lot. And, like, mm-hmm. it would be very tough, not even for me, but, like, to put that on my partner. If, like, say say I was Rachel and say I knew Tino was the one at the end of this. Like, I would – that would be tough for me to put him in that position with his family where, you know, I would know maybe they wouldn't accept this decision. But I would also then just hope for the best and hope that with time – they can learn to accept and respect our relationship and accept and respect me, right? Yeah. It's like you have to understand that it's your family and it's a very serious decision and it's also a lot to actually understand the whole entire process and journey and then when you usually meet them, you haven't seen them, you haven't spoken to them and they're seeing this whole new vulnerable side of you and it's like you have, but you also have to have this like inkling like some inch of okay they are going to accept me in the future because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day they should be like with whatever you choose you know we want you to be happy and so it doesn't mean that necessarily like yeah you get engaged like the family's just all of a sudden not going to have doubts because track records whatever you want to call it but also like you have to see that they're willing to put in the work to understand and accept you as well right and i'm not sure if rachel feels that with tino's family yeah Well, my what I really took away from that conversation is like when Rachel is addressing Tino about his family and how she feels like they didn't accept her, they wouldn't accept her. He seemed to be so clueless as and and I don't want to say he's clueless, but like in regards to the situation, he seemed very clueless and shocked 
that his dad especially said certain things to Rachel, which in my mind, I'm like, where was the disconnect? Because was the family not relaying that same information to Tino? Did he just not choose to see it or hear it? Like, there was such a disconnect that I'm like, you guys all have a lot more to talk about and get on the same page before potential engagement. Because, like, it's not just, like, she felt like they didn't like her. It's, like, certain things that were said to her that should have also then been said to Tino from his family, I feel like. Um, I I feel like I want to have him on the I want to ask him, him watching his family or his, you know, his home home visit, hometown visit back. I want to know, like, what things or what disconnect he saw or sees or still sees or just his thoughts on how he felt it went. And like, is he just not acknowledging them and is it's just not a big deal or is a completely different message related, like you said? Yeah, it just it's like I understand there's lines of miscommunication that happen in any conversation. I have it with Thomas all the time or with my mom, yeah. like, but this is a big one where he went into being like, Rachel, they liked you. They'll embrace you if it's us at the end. And she's like, no, your family flat out said X, Y, Z to me where I know that they yeah. probably wouldn't. So it's like, what what are we what? missing? It, it was just, and again, there's so much that we missed that we just didn't see. I mean, I'm sure the conversation with his family and then with Rachel and Tino together went on way longer mm-hmm. than we saw. There's a lot that right. we just aren't privy to, and that's okay. Right. But I can only piece together what I'm seeing as a viewer. And it, I, I was just like, where is this disconnect in communication? I, yeah. But but it was also like it was it was not. I mean, we were very much uncomfortable at watching it as Rachel was still uncomfortable, you know. So it wasn't like Rachel was like, oh, yeah, this is like all great. Rachel's just like, oh, shit, this is still not exactly, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. necessarily what I want. But but regardless of all of that, though, we still saw her tell Tino that she loves him what were your thoughts like were you surprised to hear that um yes I was surprised to hear that she said I love you not because I didn't think that she didn't feel it I just think that she sometimes has been very discarded with her words of you know what to say or how to navigate certain situations and so that's where I was just like wait it wasn't even a I'm falling in love with you it was like I'm I'm there with you correct like I'm there I'm here Right now. Yeah. So I was like, okay. All right, Rachel, let's go. We're here. We got a lot to work through, but But, here we are. What are your thoughts? Were you were you happy when you (laughs) when you heard Rachel tell Tina that she loves him? I don't know if happy's the right word. Um, I mean it is what it is. Like at the end of the day, this isn't my relationship. This is somebody else's. There's a lot that I don't know and feel. And so I mean, like for me taking it back to my own experience again, like I, I was only going to tell one man at the end of my season that I loved them. I wasn't going to say it to anyone Mm -hmm. else before that very last day. And that was my decision. And she's choosing not to, and that's totally fine. Like I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) But, but also too, for me, just being like a critical viewer here, I'm like, you got a lot of work, work to do like with the family too. So just like be a little bit guarded. That's okay. I don't know. I mean, um, I want to okay. Yeah, one feel more protective of her. I do so too. Well, for both of them, you know, mm-hmm. it's like we know them now. We love them. They're yeah. incredible women, and it's like you want the best for your friends. It's just, but okay. One thing more in regards to Tina that I want to ask, okay. um, and this is this is now fast forwarding to like the very end of the second episode, but like still in relation to fantasy suites. 
um, all three of Rachel's men are like on different pages, right? Like Tina walks in with Jesse being like, well, okay, let me start back up. Um, Zach walks in with Jesse being like, I'm super unsure. Fantasy suites didn't go as well as I thought. Like I'm very confused now. Aven walks in being like, yeah, it was great. Cool. Feel good. Like I've been this entire season. See you soon. Then Tina walks in and is like, and maybe I'm just picking apart certain things that were said that rubbed me the wrong way. But he walks in being like, I executed that flawlessly. It went so well. I couldn't have planned it better. Certain verbiage that just like for me kind of gave me a like the ick a little yep. bit that I'm just yes. like, did you have to execute alone time flawlessly or could you like were you still yourself? That's where I'm like just as a viewer left very Uncom- confused, uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, I think that anytime somebody uses the word execution when you're talking about relationships. And being vulnerable, it sounds like you have an intent, like an intention to act a certain way. And it's like you can plan or you can you want things to go well. You want to talk about certain things. You plan to talk about certain things. But when you execute it, it's calculated. And it's like that's just not a word that we use to describe like being yourself, authenticity, falling in love, vulnerability, like this execution execution ain't it <laughs> yeah ex- thank not you. the right word <laughs> yes i yeah it's like we're not giving a business presentation here we Correct. are you know hopefully yeah. finding a lifelong partner so, we're so gonna- it was either it was either um a misuse of a word or miss miss intentions or not the correct intentions misuse intentions. again which is something like if we can have him on the podcast eventually i would love to pick his brain and have it. him explain better because i'm sure I could imagine maybe him watching this back. He's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that or maybe I should have held off. I want to try to give people the benefit of the doubt before we talk to them. Always. So I'd be very intrigued to hear his side. But moving along to some of the next fellas, you know, Johnny, we don't really need to get into. He left. I'm sure we'll see him on the beaches of Mexico some other time very soon. Um, Sayonara, Johnny. Jason. Back, yes. So Jason is another interesting fantasy suite overnight that we not yes. we haven't necessarily seen two things. We haven't necessarily seen somebody so uncomfortable by the cameras before. True. But also, if you think back to Jason's um, hometown date, he did talk to his family about he's not sure if he can get there. Like, he said that to his family when they asked him if he was ready to be engaged. Right. Yeah. So he did express that, correct? But but, but not to Gabby. He did to his family. But not to Gabby. Right. But he did have those feelings. So the fact that he was continuing to have those feelings, I wasn't necessarily surprised that he was continuing to have those feelings. But the fact that being, I mean, us being in those situations, you know how much you talk about an engagement. So if you're not ready for an engagement, that is something that gets pointed out like right away mm-hmm. when those feelings begin. So I'm, I was very kind of just surprised that he made it to this point after so clearly knowing and f- really feeling like he can't get there. Right. And and we see the 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 differences between Gabby and what she's thinking with him versus what he's thinking. Like she even started the first episode of this week being like, I know Eric and Jason are there with me. Like, I know how they feel. I know we, you know, I can see an engagement and being in love at the end of this. 
to yeah. him being like, I can't get engaged. And I don't necessarily think it's like, I guess for me, it was interesting because we haven't necessarily really seen an overnight like this where they go into it being like, let's spend this alone time together to see where we can get. And, I, you know, usually if you have that time, you would expect feelings and emotions to grow and conversations to be able to expand to get to the next level. And this one was one where it really lessened. Like he left that fantasy suite, not, not only being like, you know, I can't get engaged, but like, we're not going to work out. Like it really digressed, which that was the surprising part to me is it wasn't just like, you know, I, I really like you and I could see a future with you. I just can't get engaged. It, it ended of like, you aren't for me and this is definitely not going to work out. Do you feel like it could have even had the chance to go the other direction? Because overnights, okay, you're not spending a week with this person, right? With no cameras. Like you're spending, what is it, like eight hours maybe? <laughs> it's not eight that long. Eight to 12. <laughs> okay. Depending on the man, okay. yes. Depending on the- <laughs> it's, it's right. And so I was just like, that that time that I do do understand stepping away to get your thoughts in place in order, but like spending the night in two separate rooms, um, if you're like emotionally already at that spot where you already know, like, yes, this is my person. Like if it's like a beliefs thing, totally get it. But like, I think I would just would have stayed and talked through, continue to talk through so much more to, to decide in that moment, honestly, because it's, that's so much time that I feel like is like left that you could use to work through not not work through it as in work it and make it better but to like also talk through and be like this person yeah this person's not it or would you have split too that's where I'm like I'm trying to think about would you split and go into different different rooms or no I probably would have just left on my own then I I, I would have been like I don't want to stay here you can have this room sayonara but I guess like okay This is an interesting situation because it's not like Jason gave Gabby an ultimatum, but he did say, you know, like, I like you. I don't see an engagement at the end of this. I can't get there. We've seen this similar situation take place in the past, but in a slightly different format. So, you know, basically with Gabby and Jason, they they had an overnight where they tried to have a conversation and he told her, I like you, but... I just don't think I'll be able to get to an engagement at the end of this. Take it back a few seasons ago to Tasha and Brendan. Like, he was one of her top three men. Before they went into overnights, he said, and, and this is me just paraphrasing, something similar of, like, I like you, but I can't get engaged at the end of this. And that, because I think the way the format was where they didn't even go into the overnights and give it a shot, was so blown out of proportion. And I remember doing the podcast with... Rachel Lindsay at that point and she you know she was very she had her views of like why would you come on the show if you're not willing and ready to get engaged you know what is at the end of this which I completely understand that like the Gabby Jason situation really is no different like he right. he is for now a couple of weeks at least with his family saying I don't see an engagement I can't get there and so it'll be interesting I think to see how viewers react to that because I remember when it happened a couple years ago with Brendan people tore him apart I wonder if that's also going to be similar to this situation but for you personally 
if you had one of your top three guys say the same thing to you, like I like if, okay, maybe not even the same thing, but if you had somebody that you were very into be like, I like you, I care about you. I could see a future. I just can't get down on one knee and give you a ring in a week. How do you think you would handle that and react? I think that that would have been a conversation that I would have needed to have with that person at the beginning, just because when you're going through meeting all these people, you're talking it like you are very flat out setting everything out there that you want that, you know, and you don't get to know somebody to the depths that you would in the real world, but it's still a risk. And so it's sometimes less about the like actual ring and like the engagement and more of like the fact that you're already taking a risk as is, even if you're madly in love with the person because there's no way you can get to know them. And so are they a person that is going to stick around then, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, for me, it, I would have needed to hear that and I would have needed to have like that conversation at the beginning so that I knew that going into it because when you lay it on right now, then it just like puts a ton of other questions into it because, of, yeah, it's not realistic to get engaged after knowing somebody for how many months is it possible? Yeah, it is. But you have to have two people who believe in it. And if you don't believe in it, then is it really going to work? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, I see. I can see all points of view here. Like, Would you, if somebody said that, because like, at this time, why wouldn't you say that ahead of time? Yeah, unless maybe he thought he could have gotten there, which, you know, it, it seems like from everything he's already been saying, he wasn't going to get there, which is one yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's like... And maybe for me, and this is just me, and I know people listening aren't going to believe it because I've been engaged a thousand times before. But, like, if it was my season, and also depends on the guy, right? Like Always. But if there was, like, the person that I knew I wanted to be with at the end of the season, like, if they that last day would have been, like, I love you. I want to explore this relationship and continue being together outside of this and, like, see how we can mesh our lives together and, like, really put in mm -hmm. the work. But I can't get down on one knee. When I was the lead, I would have honestly probably been fine with that. I would have been like, look, if I love you two and we're on the same page, let's do this together. Don't put another ring on it. That's fine if you're not a thousand percent there. But if you're yep. telling me you are willing to put in the work and commit and be loyal and have a respectful relationship, let's see where that could go. I would too, depend, like you said, depending on the person, but it's also depending on how it's relayed because you can feel yes. like you know somebody. And if you're talking about engagement, love, being in love or all these different things and these experiences and then all of a sudden they whip out that they're not ready, it's going to seem like yeah. a blind time. It's going to seem like you were led on. Right. So it's like if it's done in the right way, I think I would completely be like, yeah, like I really want it with like life with you and explore that with you, you know, and I'm willing to do that in a relationship. But it's more of like this is the first time I'm hearing this when you've been hearing me talk about an engagement the entire time right oh totally and so with then jason, it's like oh we're yeah. not on the same page you know and with this situation specifically with yeah. jason he did seem very hesitant i'm like i towards the end of that conversation i was like do you even like this girl like i'm very confused now of where you're at but he said i yes and i was so surprised i don't know if, if you or what your thoughts were when he said this, but after they kind of already had the conversation or he was trying to explain to her of what he wanted and that he did care about her, 
he said, like, if we were to take this, I want to take this outside of the show and spend time with you. And then if it gets serious, like he used the word, if it gets serious. And I was like, uh, like, this has yeah. been serious. She already thought like, it was serious. And I then, was like, wait, what do yeah. you mean? It's another. Like, this has been very serious. Yeah. It's another example right? of like very disconnected communication where she was on one page. He was very much so on another. And they they weren't yeah. going to get there. Like they no at that point, there was no way they were going to they could have done a week of overnights alone away from cameras. And I don't think they would have gotten there. Do you feel like they should have completely skipped overnights or like you feel like Gabby should have no. cut him at dinner? I don't think so. I think I think they were both open to exploring and having that conversation. So if they yeah. and I think they both went in with a shred of hope being like we could maybe get there. Let's see. So it's. Like, I think that if they both were on the same page at that point to see where it could go, by all means, take that time. Like, right. um, And I think if anything, it just helps them both realize this is not going to work out, which in the long run, like, helps them both realistically. But you want them to have I mean, the decision might not feel good, but at least it's clarity. Mm hmm. It's yeah. And I know we're going to get a lot of feedback from all of our listeners and viewers about this situation in general, because I remember bringing it back to a couple seasons ago when this happened with Tasha Tasha and Brendan, we had a lot of opinions and everyone is entitled to their own opinion. I would love to hear what people have to say if they think they're similar situations, if they think they're vastly different, how would you handle it if you were in Gabby's position? Um, Yeah. So that was, well, we have one more fantasy suite or one more overnight that we have to get into, which didn't go as planned. Kind of the theme here of this week, but Rachel and Zach, like they have been a standout relationship since the beginning, like right out the gate. Rachel was super into him, vice versa. They bonded so deeply over like their upbringings and their families. So it was crazy to see him leave that fantasy suite and that overnight, like a complete 180. And that was, I think, the most shocking one, I would say for me, because I mean, you know me every week I'm like, Zach's gonna be like one of the top two. It's gonna be Zach. Zach's going to the end. That and now I'm like, pick. what the hell happened? That's flipped my world upside down this past episode with Zach. Yeah. And, you know, not, not necessarily like it's as, again, flipping your world upside down doesn't mean that anyone necessarily did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But it was just, I was incredibly shocked. And, um, just even when, so to, to just talk about everything, Zach, they went into their fantasy suite. And then, you know, they came out. Did they say I did they say I love you or I'm falling in love with you? I think they've already well, they already exchanged it a couple of weeks ago. Like I remember she said it in correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she said it in Holland, right? When they were biking to the Yes. Okay. Or he already told her, like in Holland, that they he was falling in love with her when they were biking through the tulips and went in the hot tub and so it's been a while for him to say it. Yeah. And then so he's sitting down after this fantasy suit with Jesse and is talking about how like he's visibly upset. He's visibly, you know, uncomfortable and is just talking about how he really expected it to go one way, but it went another way and just really was seemed kind of hurt that Rachel questioned if he's ready for an engagement at the end of this Mm -hmm. is that what you got of the big picture of what he was really hurt by um or bothered by 
Like, I haven't really seen a situation like this since Andy Dorfman and on Juan Pablo season where somebody's really calling the lead out. And it seems like he's really calling Rachel out for something that we have no idea what happened because there was no cameras there. Yeah. So now I'm interested to see, like, how much was said or, like, how much was that driven into him of, like, I don't think you're ready. And also, like... Where is that coming from? You know, it's like he's even though he's 25, he's at least to me has seemed very mature, has like been very expressive and open about how he's feeling and what he wants at the end of this. He's never given me like off vibes of like if he's ready to fall in love and get engaged and be a partner for life. Like even on his first on his first one on one day with her. Or not even the first one, but, like, both of the couple one-on-one dates that he's had with her, he's been very open about, like, his past traumas, like, what he went through to get to where he is today, what he's looking for. And so that's where I was confused of, like, the the why behind this conversation. Wow. I'm even more confused now. Okay. Well, and it's, like, age wow. is something that we've talked about on the show quite a bit is, like, yeah. You know, people can be mature and be younger and people can be older and be very mature. It's all about like kind of life experience and like how we got to where we are today. And Zach always has seemed very mature, even for 25. So, yeah. yeah. And I guess it's like it's not even something we can really dive into that deep and get to the bottom of unless we talk to Rachel. Like there had to have been some yeah. reason of like why that topic was brought up to the extent that it was. But what did you think of the fact that when he was so age was like this driving force and he also said that when cameras were off, he expected it to be different and it wasn't. And he really kind of pointed to the fact that um, that she seems different, like he didn't know who she was, like he was seeing a different Rachel. He was seeing a different Rachel. And, like, just pointing at all of that. What are your thoughts on those comments? I mean, that's interesting, Mm. too, because, again, like, we've never really seen somebody question the lead in that way. It's always been the reverse, where the lead is like, I expected this person to be different or contestant to be different or come out of this feeling different. So that's where I'm, again, like, I don't think we're even going to get to the bottom of it. Like, it's very interesting or, like, what actually was said in that overnight behind closed doors, what actually took place. But, like, he's very much upset to the point where, like, Jesse is working overtime this weekend, this week, dealing with everything happening. And, like, the fact that that Zach went to Jesse's room and and sought him out directly, usually it's, like, Jesse walking and being like, hi, guys, like, let's catch up. It's all, like, something we didn't expect. And, again, like, the season has not been anything like what we've seen before. But I – and we have no idea what what Zach said when he pulled Rachel away that's coming. But I'm glad that he did find the time to do that because, like, if this is that big of a thing and that big of a deal at this point where it's, like, you can't accept a rose if you don't – if you think you don't know who this woman is now, like – find the time to have that conversation yeah one thing that all popped into my mind right away too as this was like all unfolding with the conversation between jesse and um zach was everybody presents anxiety in like different ways and so there is this really big decision coming up and so i can see rachel saying like are you sure you're ready like with 
you're 25 like not because that's what she feels but because like that's what so many other people have projected onto everything mm -hmm. that she's like was almost like throwing it out for validation or just confirmation of like this has been something that's been thrown out thrown out several times like you're good on that like I can see her almost like not pro no I don't want to say project, well, don't put that projecting inside but like but just having an anxious yeah. stressful response because this hasn't been a, this has not been an experience where she has been cho chosen where she has been felt like an abundance of love from the guys you know where mm -hmm. the guys have been confident about her so i can definitely see her getting to this point you know just but, being like are you really here but let me and, ask and you not this. that that's validated right well, let me or ask that's... you this if if she if somebody were to just throw that at you once and be like well you know you're only this age like are you sure you're ready giving you the opportunity to respond would you have like that shaken of a response coming out of fantasy suites like he did like he made it seem no. like it, it was like driven no. home and more extreme than just like you know you're younger than me like are you sure you you feel ready for this like are you sure you've been through enough like life experiences and relationships to get to where you need to be like for me yeah. just trying to piece it all together and I could be so wrong here again like I would love to have Rachel on or anyone yeah. on to talk about this who is part of it but like for me like somebody questioning that is fine like it's like answer it totally to the best of your ability and move on but like to the point where like he's coming and seeking out jesse and crying and so upset being like i don't know who this woman is i need to have a conversation i feel like because of all of that and piecing together it was something more that happened that took place yeah yeah, I I don't think it was just would be just one, you know, one comment, like you said, I think it would just be I, I can see, you know, when you are asking questions like fantasy overall overnights, hey, fantasy, overnights can be really like stressful and just anxious and things like that. But also you have to be able to work past that and have like conversations based on where your relationship is currently at, not, you know, necessarily everything that you've already like spoken about so i just i have no idea i'm so i'm so intrigued at this point i'll say I that like i will yes i completely <laughs> so agree intrigued. i'm so looking forward to next week to see because again we haven't seen anything like this at, up until this point so i'm like i have no mm -hmm. idea what the hell is about to happen also like i have no idea if gabby and eric are just like done sailing off into the sunset or like is she gonna keep him around to like meet her family and potentially get engaged like where are I we just, at here i honestly honestly it's it is kind of fun watching it as a person who's been on both sides because you kind of can think you have things figured out and like this time like zach zach would have been my pick yeah was zach your pick or was Tina your pick? I think Zach was both of our picks. Well, I a said few episodes ago. I'm going to say this right now, and this is no shade to anyone. It's just what I think from what I've witnessed. I have always said I think Zach and Tina are going to the end. I think those are her, Rachel's top two, but I think Zach is a better fit. I liked Zach. Yeah, well, are you well, you're saying it in like past here, huh? tense? Yeah, he didn't die. I said he's it still past. Around. Okay, I like Zach. I'm saying it because he's so upset. Like, how do you come back from that? Yeah, like, I think I, I genuinely I mean, don't feel like. Maybe I'll just say this in the most polite way possible <laughs> to me right now, and I would love to be proven differently. 
And Michelle, I don't want to say anything that like triggers you too. But I'm not triggered. Don't worry. I'm <laughs> certain things that I have heard come out of Tino's mouth are red flags to me. And that's what makes me nervous. I know she loves Tino and I think they have a very strong connection, but I'm also a little hesitant to see what that relationship could be from the things that I have heard. And I will leave it at that. I will say I will. One, I'll clarify the word red flags doesn't trigger me. I just try not to say it because then everybody thinks that I'm like directly speaking about a person and I'm not. Yeah, no, I totally get it. So that's why I said it. That's why I said it. Can we just like give it a different name? Yeah, whatever. I guess I. I'm going to give it an orange flag. A a cat. Honestly, no, it's the same category. It's the same. It it is what it is. It is what it is. But I will say that um, I don't, you know, I. Do, what is it? Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see red flags as well. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you either going to choose to listen to it or you don't. Yeah. And I'm more comfortable with Zach than I am with Tino. Significantly more comfortable with Zach than I am with Tino. Yes. At this point. Okay. And again, like... But does that mean that I won't sit and get to know Tino and give him, a you know, a chance? of Absolutely. Oh, no. As long as his chance... As, la- as long as his family gives Rachel a chance, you know? Yeah. I'll give him a chance. Well, no. And that's the thing. Like, any of any of these remaining guys that are left on this season, I would love to have on the podcast to pick their brand mm-hmm. and, like, to get to know more because we've gone through filming now. We know, like, sometimes we say the wrong things. We don't execute things as well as we'd like. Like you learn as you go through it and as you watch it back. And so I can only, I would hope that all of these men are doing the same thing. So I would love to sit down and have them on here and pick their brains. And everybody's welcome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just always a snippet. You only see a snippet and people can completely prove you wrong when you, you know, are off, off air, off the cameras, just reflecting back Mm -hmm. um, and all of that. And you can kind of look at that. So I think if, you know, I, w- I would love to have him on. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's <Okay>. go. <laughs> well, that is it for two episodes of a crazy fantasy suite week. Um, I cannot wait to see what happens these next two weeks as we near the finale. You know, we've said since the beginning of the season, Michelle, that we like really have no idea what happens. And that is proving the case after every damn episode. So. Truly. With that, Miss Michelle, give me your rose and thorn of the week. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. Wow, we have not done this in a minute. Okay. Rose and thorn of the week. Do you feel like you have a lot of thorns? <laughs> I'm really <laughs> pretty. A lot I'm happened. really prickly this week, Michelle. Man, we are real prickly. <laughs> um, rose and thorn. I mean, I know my rose. <laughs> Okay, give me your then. Let's. How about you start with it? I feel like I'm not trying to be negative. I was just thinking there's a lot of like just like thorns that probably popped up. There, it was a very prickly week. Dramatic. Yes. Um, it was a prickly episode. We didn't expect it. You know, you like reach for that flower and you get poked, and right. that's what that's happened. That's gonna this be week. a new little thing. It's a prickly episode. It means it's an episode with a lot of drama. Yes, I, like I love it. that. Um, okay, well, do you want to start? Or do you, to? you start because I'm like literally sitting here like thinking about okay like what actually is my rose um okay so my thorn 
Oh, I think just overall my thorn is like the vagueness of a lot of these conversations and the fact that like we don't have a lot of context to the why of like why certain things are now happening. And maybe that's just the curiosity kitty in me that like I wish I would know more of like what was said to Zach. Why is he feeling this way? Like, you know, where was the disconnect between Tino and his family and now bringing Rachel into it? Like there's just a lot of unknowns. So overall, I'm just going to say mm-hmm. that. Um, my thorn is gonna be such a rant, or sorry, my rose is gonna be such a random one. Prickly, because like I really can't think of like any like major rose. So it's gonna be Gabby's comment when she was playing tennis with Jason, and she goes, "I wish she would spank me on the butt with that racket." Because <laughs> I would, I feel like. I was watching that part with Thomas, and I'm like, I probably would have thought the same thing. So that's going to be my rose because that is so funny. Slim pickings for these flowers this week. <laughs> what about yours? Um, okay, rose and thorn. I would say my thorn would definitely be the fact that we are now have gotten through fantasy suites, but I don't think I've ever seen a season where the guys are so uneasy. Mm-hmm. Where just uncertain overall Mm -hmm. and that's something that i think we've seen a lot this season um and so that would be like fantasy suites that piece being just uneasiness which kind of goes with what you said and then my rose would be i'm trying to think of like an actually good rose but it could be like how pretty mexico was that's what i was gonna say honestly just my rose would have to be being able to watch um both just Gabby and Rachel at this point still travel and like have these fun day-to-day experiences, whether they're cliff jumping, whether they're swimming, whether they're playing tennis, whatever it is, just the fact that they're, they, they do look more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Like they, it's a hard situation, but they look like they're a little bit more relaxed with like having fun and just being able to also enjoy these guys' companies company during the non-intimate time. Well, I was going to say, you know why they are relaxed. They finally went to the <laughs> fantasy suite. No, the day day comes first. <laughs> it's all the tequila. And to all of our listeners, again, like I would love, we, well, I hope we would love to hear what you have to say about this week and about certain relationships and situations that happened because like I love hearing people's opinions and trying to get a different mindset of like what I, mm-hmm. you know, usually go to. So yeah, DM us. I mean, right on our in- Instagram in the comment section, whatever you need to do. Um, yeah. And I then know, I'm going to definitely put up, but we should throw up a question or something out there just because it's always yes. so interesting learning about everybody's interpretations mm-hmm. of like what they see, things that they pick out that we don't pick out, how they take things. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we have too much background knowledge that throws us off yeah. or whatever it is and so yeah i'm i'm excited and nervous we got two weeks <laughs> left two, two weeks, weeks we're left in the home stretch to we're in the home find stretch. out what happens um so michelle thank you for dissecting a lot of fantasy suites this week it's always fun to chat with you and an even bigger thank you to our bachelor happy hour listeners for being here once again with us don't forget everyone that you can catch all new episodes of the bachelorette every week on abc or on hulu Make sure to hit us up on social. You can follow us at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram. And from there, you'll find everything you need to know to follow us on Twitter and TikTok. 
and Voucher Happy Hour is available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. And you can listen ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. All right, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners, until next week. Cheers. Cheers. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secrets number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. I've been wearing their demi bra literally every day this week. It is so comfortable and looks great underneath all different styles of clothing. It's available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 different styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a straight-talk wireless extended silver unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all in the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.